a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. everyone and welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm Todd Cunin. To my right is Denise Dirks. I am F-I-F-F filling in for Fred. Fred Penny on assignment this weekend. So he is away and for this hour here I have the hosting duties. Denise took the previous hour and behind the glass is none other than none utter. Did I say utter? <laughs> you did. I, that's utterly ridiculous. What a moving what experience. experience. Yes, well, yes, well, yes, well, let me right. keep you abreast of everything here. <laughs> is Cal Hunter. Yes. Cal Hunter, the one who keeps us all moving and going. Moo. Love it. Oh, Love Cal, it. you're milking it. Oh, oh, brother. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he just wanted to toot his own horn. So, um, <laughs> we have been having too much fun, more fun than people ought to be allowed to have. Uh, we got stuff to talk about this hour. We're going to, you know, I hate to say it, but we're going to talk about sex. And how things have happened in the in Hollywood and in sports, and people are facing yet again more allegations of misconduct. We're also going to be talking about. Uh, see, for those of you that follow the Real Housewives, we'll be following that. And we got a couple of other things we're going to talk about. But and an update on Smollett. And an update on Smollett, Jesse Smollett. So it, it's kind of it's kind of like Hollywood and sports this uh, this hour here is what we're going to talk about. But not before we get to our third installment of Case or No Case Cal. Take it away. Hollywood sports and mining. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! I now take you to Tombstone, Arizona where a miner by the name of James Kidd lived. He was a miner, but he was also a hermit. And he was a miner like, uh, I believe it was St. Francis of Assisi who said that Christians live simple lives and think deep thoughts. Well, James Kidd was one of those people that lived a very simple hermit miner's life, but thought deep thoughts about the existence of the soul. So, Mr. Kidd, unlike most mining hermits, left a will, a little hand-scratched will there in his little log cabin or his mining cabin, with a fair amount of money for his time. $275,000. And his will simply said, I want this will to be used for research to determine if the human body has a soul. Now the will was found. It was taken to the courts. It was properly executed. But there was a problem. The people who were to benefit from this, the beneficiaries, were not specified. He simply said scientific research into whether the human body has a soul. So, more than a hundred people came up and said, I know, I can tell you, I can prove this, I, can, I, I, want, I want to do the research. And of course, once they all got together, they all sought legal counsel. And so I ask you, 
case or no case. I believe that Mr. Kunin was first last time, so Ms. Dirks, what say you about the case of the minor James Kidd? By the way, that's M-I-N-E-R. He was of age when he died. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought he was a minor like he was out there mining and trolling. Right. M-I-N-E-R, not M-I-N-O-R. Right. So he was of age and a guy who dug in the dirt. Right. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. So it was oh, gosh, now you're taking me back. I mean, you think about the handwritten will. Right. You can have a holographic will that is uh, completely allowed. Um, if it's the handwriting, it's easy to um, authenticate. The question is, can you have a will that gives money to research only without specifying who the actual beneficiary is going to be? Great question. And... Um, <laughs> this takes me back to my probate and estate planning class a lot of years ago, and I think you can. I am pretty sure that you can set up for a research, and then people can apply to uh, show that they can be the person or persons that can provide the research for this um, uh, task of finding out whether the human has a soul or not. It's soul, not spirit, right? It's soul. Well, yeah, there are different definitions. To some faiths, the soul is the spirit and body combined, and to others, the soul is the essence that gives the body life, that animates the body. So we're going to presume, for the sake of this case, that he meant the the, whatever it is that gives, that animates the human frame. Okay, got it. A spirit, so to speak. Yes, okay. And then you've got 100 people getting luring up, right? And they're going to sue... The estate, uh, his estate or his probate estate, to try to get money from the estate. Right. They're saying we're qualified. We're qualified researchers. We want a piece of this dough. We're in. We want it. And and $275,000 is a lot of money. In 1940, that was a ton of dough. I mean, you could buy a a house for 10,000 bucks, even 5,000 back then in a a big city. So, yeah, it was a lot of money at the time. So, you know, I had been on such a winning streak. <laughs> she lost. She lost. She lost in the first round and lost two points in the second round. So is Fred in in first place now? Yeah. No, we're tied. We're tied okay. at thirty six. So this yes. is a critical moment for. So this the is a critical Mysterious. moment. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm going to say that the facts are correct, but there's no lawsuit. So I'm going to say that the tr- facts are true, but there's no case. Okay. Fair enough. Mr. Kunin, what say you on the case of Mr. of our minor in Arizona? So in essence, so Denise is in essence saying it's no case. No, I'm saying it's the facts like you can say yes, that yes. the facts are there, but there's no case. So she's if she's correct on one point, she gets one point. If she's correct on the other, she does so in other words, if she says it's true fact, then that's one point. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Okay. I I get it. I get the way things are going. So the only way that I could gain ground then on Denise is if I said that the facts are correct and it is a case, or if I said no case. be a very strategic thing, although. Well, wait a second. I have to clarify something. You have to say it is a case and what's the outcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To get to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so, all right, whatever. Um, okay. 
I just think that if they're going to prove that there's no soul, the easiest way to do that would be just to have a person stand there, go ahead and play some Motown music. And if the person just stands there with absolutely no idea what's going on, then that person has no soul. But then it would be not specific. Some people do have souls. Some people don't. Okay, that's a bad analogy. Um, By the way, did you guys know that there was a scientific um, thing out there that says that when a human dies, they lose 21 grams upon death, and they don't know why. They don't know why, but they do lose oh, 21 grams of what? Wait. Cocaine? Wait. So, so, wait. so wait. If, if a person was sitting... Put, when you pass, you actually lose 21 grams yes. of weight if on you, the average. If you, yeah. were, if you were on a scale and died, the scale would immediately become 21 grams lighter upon death. And, you know, that's an interesting stat. But uh, I am going to say strategically, no case. I'm just going to say it's not a case. At all. At all. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, you guys. You guys can tweet us at Radio Law Talk, hashtag us at Case or No Case, or call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. We want to hear from you. So, again, Denise, you're saying case, but no court result. Todd is saying forget it basically. Yeah, I'm saying facts are good, but no case. Uh, Fair enough. Well, I'll give you the answer to case or no case and much more coming up right here. All you have to do is stay tuned and that is to Radio Law Talk which we are thankful that you're listening to on your favorite radio station and of course on RadioLawTalk.com Don't go away. We'll be right back. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit Concussion Medical clinic.com to schedule your appointment. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial 
Compacting and Bailing Company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. The attorneys you hear on the panel at RadioLawTalk.com are all licensed to practice law in California. But if you want a lawyer, no matter where you're listening, you can check our website, RadioLawTalk.com. There's a button there that says, Talk to a Lawyer. Press it. It's that easy. And, of course, we thank you for listening to Radio Law Talk. And we are back. We are going to find out what Cal, you know, Cal, you asked me a question uh, at the beginning of the show about me crossing over from a prosecutor and becoming a defense attorney. I did. And there was a question about, you know, how do you deal with that? And, you know. You didn't mention it. You didn't say it, but oftentimes the implication is, is there a moral conundrum and all of that going on with it? And and I'm going to throw this back at you. How do you live with yourself, Cal, (laughs) knowing the the falsehoods and innuendos that you spin in the yarns that you tell us for case or no case? How do you sleep at night, my friend? Oh, it's easy. Oh, it's easy. (laughs) I sleep like a baby, I wake up every two hours and poop my pants. Exactly. That's what I do. Either, either input or output. It's going to be one or the other. Okay, so again, the curious case of James Kidd. Mr. Kidd was a minor in Arizona. 1949, he dies, leaves a will, says he wants his $275,000 to be used to determine if there is a spirit inside the human body. And in other words, that would lead to, is there life after death? That was what he was looking for. And so the will was executed upon his death. Beneficiaries not specified. They all sat down and talked about their paranormal research or their spiritual research. Ultimately, they all decided, uh, the people who wanted the money decided they needed to go to court. And uh, Todd said, gee, Cal, I wish that were some case, but it's not, you knucklehead. Denise said, true set of facts, but no case, you knucklehead. So basically... Objection! Neither one of us said knucklehead. We might have thought it, but we didn't say it. (laughs) Well... Let's get to this, then. All right. For those of you who said this was not a case... Oh, brother. That would be Todd Kunin and Mr. Kunin... Uh, <laughs> oh, <sad> news. <laughs> now, for those of you who said there was no court case on this and that Cal just made that part up... Oh, Denise, I'm so sorry. More than a hundred organizations and individuals petitioned the court in Arizona for the dough. <laughs> they were all denied until the New York Institute for Psychical Research finally got the money. And at that time, they failed to produce any evidence of the human soul. Until much later, when the thing that Todd brought up, which I thought maybe he'd be really into this, that Todd brought up that there is some evidence from some scientists that there is an actual weight of the human life force or spirit as evidenced at the time of death by the body losing weight. But that did not come out until much later. So his money, 
was basically given to a bunch of scientists who said, all right, let's go to lunch. (laughs) (laughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Case. Or no case. And Denise is angry at me. I can tell she's got that look now. You know, the, the, <laughs> the scientists are saying, well, we can prove that he was lighter upon death, lighter by about $245,000. $275 beans. <laughs> no, I was just wondering if, since I knew the facts were right, do I get one point? Yes, you got one point. Yes, that's correct. <gasps> I yeah. did? You got one yeah, point. Yeah. You got you're one, one oh point. Gosh. So now you're up, to, you're up to 37. You're ahead of Fred by one point. Mr. Cunin, however ended up with a net loss uh, of two points today. That so. remind you know this whole thing reminds me of a lawyer joke, but I <laughs> I don't know if I should say when it. you can tell. Well, if it's, it's, it's definitely one that I can tell. I just don't know about the uh, uh, you know. W- w- if there's a taste issue, let's pass. It's, it's not it's not a taste <laughs> issue. Okay, it's okay. not a taste issue. But you know what? We're going to go on to uh, talk about Jesse Smollett. And let's talk about some of the hazards that you have when you are an attorney, because you can have a lot of different hazards that you may not contemplate when you undertake representation of somebody that you believe. In. Yes, that's true. That's true. And that's what's happening in this case here. So for those of you who have been living under a rock, Jesse Smollett, the uh, actor for Empire, who is also in Alien Covenant, by the way, I just saw that recently. Um, so he claimed that oh, was it back in late January, February, he said that he had gone to go get some dinner at a Subway restaurant at 2 o'clock in the morning, and he was attacked by two people who said, this is MAGA country, as they put a noose over his head and and made and some derogatory remarks. Two white guys, he said. Yes, he said two white guys, and they made some derogatory remarks and roughed him up and threw a substance that turned out to be bleach on him, and you know it was reported as a hate crime, and he was on all the news programs as a result of this, and And while the case was being investigated as such, the prosecution turned. And then he became the subject of the prosecution and was later indicted. 16 counts basically saying it was a hoax perpetrated by him with the assistance of two brothers. And then the prosecution uh, almost immediately dismissed the case, claiming that, well, he had done everything that he would have normally had to do had he pled and gone through the diversion process. So we'll just all call it good. Do community service and lose $10,000. But that's not, I mean, that's just the background of the case. The key here that we're talking about is the two people that assisted him. They are brothers, African-American brothers, that assisted him with this. The police allege he paid him about 3500 bucks to assist. And they have now filed a lawsuit against Smollett's attorney, Mark Garagos, and others in federal court alleging defamation. Because when Smollett, the lawyers always spoke and said that Smollett was not guilty and that he was legitimately attacked by two people. Among the statements that they made were that these folks may have been wearing white face, that they criminally attacked and criminally battered Mr. Smollett, and even went so far as to say that the two brothers were also involved in steroid trafficking. And now these guys have come back and said, that's defamatory. 
That's the, I mean, we might have helped him participate in a fake hate crime, but dang it, that has tarnished our character. By so, saying so what we, if he paid us with a check? What's yes, the big deal? Yes, yes, yes. We, we, we participated in a hoax that was based upon an allegation of hate crime, but how dare you allege us of actually being haters? Yeah. Right, and so Garagos and Glandon is the other attorney. Um, they have called the lawsuit ridiculous and a desperate attempt by these two brothers to stay relevant. When did we heard that. I know, but in their <laughs> representation of somebody, they are now facing liability, and we are at the bottom of the hour. We're at 30 minutes left after we go to these messages. Don't go away. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny and Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. My name is Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny & Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. For a free initial consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or call 1-800-616-4LAW and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin, Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny at Penny & One. Go to the website, radiolawtalk.com. You can listen to the show there, and there's a lot of other good information, too. That's radiolawtalk.com. And we are back. We have the home stretch here for Radio Law Talk. And I believe, Cal, if I understand the uh, hand signals correctly, by the way, usually telling me I'm number one is the index finger, but I'm just I'm just going to so, put it out so there. So you understand the signals perfectly. So, okay, all right, all right. Um, yes, we do have a caller on the line. Yep, Tyler's on the phone from Texas. Tyler, go ahead. What's your question? Hey, guys, uh, I've got a question. Uh, I own some property that I bought about 10 years ago. Uh, it's about three acres, and I've got shops that I rent on this property. And when I bought the property, there was a one building that's in the middle of my property that doesn't belong to me, belongs to another gentleman. 
but he has to go through my gate to get to his shop. Uh, half of the land I own that surrounds his shop, and the other half is is, is surrounding his shop by uh, another person. Um, my question is, I, I I've never, I mean, I've just let this guy go through the gate uh, to his shop since I've owned it, but. In the last year, I've run into some serious uh, issues with the guy uh, with uh, getting some stuff stolen, and he does not shut the gate and lock it, so all my stuff is just left wide open. I'm wondering, I don't know anything about easements or how that works. All right, Tyler, we're going to, uh, can you take the question, are you listening on the website, or, or how are you Are you listening? Because we'll let you do the I'm answer. I'm just listening to you on the radio and, and on the phone, yes, sir. Perfect. Okay, we'll give you the answer on the air, if that's all right. And now, okay, uh, okay. Denise and Todd, what do you think? Well, Tyler, first of all, thank you for the call, and thank you for listening in. Uh, appreciate it. Love the folks that listen in from Texas. Um, had a couple of calls from there, and, and you are correct, Tyler, when you talk about, yeah, you said you didn't know much about easements, but this Described, it sounds like the individual with the with the uh, building that's on the property is what we would call landlocked. Okay, which means his property does not run up against any major thoroughfare, and the only way to get to his property would be to traverse land that is owned by somebody else. And it sounds like it's you on one side and somebody else on the other side. Um, Now, I want to be clear here that what we say here is not it shouldn't be substituted for legal advice. You know, you don't go in and, and you can't say, well, the folks on Radio Law Talk said this and this and oh, this. go ahead. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> uh, but but uh, we'll talk generally, and, and then you'd be well served to find an attorney in your uh, local area that can talk to you about this. But my experience with this, just as a person who has owned property in the past, is oftentimes when you purchase a piece of property – there will be language in the property specifying if somebody else has an easement on that property to to get to their property. So in your deed, there would be something that specified if somebody has an easement to get to their property because it's within yours, or or maybe it's the other half would have that. So, so the first thing you would want to do is look at the title documents for your property, the property there, to see how it's spelled out in the law in terms of who has has what right to get where? Denise? Um, are you a landowner or is yes, the other party he, no. a landowner or are you renting out to yeah, this I asked, person? I asked the question. So here's how this is. Uh, the the gentleman that's landlocked yes. owns the building and the dirt underneath it, but there's no access except through the other two people's okay. property. So he's his actual owner of the dirt. All right. There's okay. two kinds of easements. There's an easement by necessity, which is clearly is, and then there's an implied easement easement. Um, so there's two different types of easements here, and, and for you, uh, you probably need to talk to an attorney to decide what type of easement, because the Texas courts have dealt with both types of easements, and there is Supreme Court of Texas authority on both. Um, generally speaking, most of the things that um, I'm noticing about this is that the person that owns that property that's landlocked 
um, they're the ones that usually have to sue um, in order to enforce that right. So Todd's correct. You look at the deed. You look at whether or not it is subject to an encumbrance like an easement. Um, or you look even before the deeds to see what runs with the land. If there were previous easements, like when he purchased that um, uh, property, did he retain an easement? Um, if he purchased it before you bought it, etc. There's like so many facts that we can't really tell what it, the the law actually is for you. So, so the so the first thing is it would be great if you could get the title documents for all of the pieces of property involved. That's going to be the first thing that and, you want. And to those look are at. public records. Yes. So, so you want to get that. Obviously, you want to seek an attorney to have to make heads or tails about what you're looking at. The other issue that I thought that Tyler raised, if I understood correctly, was there may have been an issue with the person. I'll just call him the person who's got the landlocked property. Right. In accessing the property, has left a gate open that may have resulted in theft or damage to um, somebody else's property his. and yeah. to, to his property. And you know, if a person has an easement and they are leaving something open, I mean, I, you know, you would want to talk to again your attorney and maybe even a personal injury attorney to find out if a duty has been breached on the part of the landlocked party and and what the damages are. If he's got a duty to, you know, look, you can use the easement to get to your property, but you've got a duty to close the gate and do that. And if you don't, you might be responsible. Talk to an attorney. Those are issues. So so my recommendation would be to talk to a, uh, uh, a land use attorney and and maybe talk to a personal injury attorney about whether or not there's been damages due to a breach of a duty. And you can get a litigation title report to get all of the deeds that precede you as well. That's something that you can actually get from a title company so that you have that information. I do know as a matter of legal principle in California, having gone through this myself, it is not normal for a court to allow a person to have a landlocked piece of property. There's got to be some way for them to get in and out of their property. So I'm, there may be some cases where there's an exception, but at least as a general real estate yeah. law yes, issue. Yes, and right. I believe that to be by necessity. But, I understand. Yeah. But Tyler, thank you very much for the call. We appreciate you listening, and we appreciate you picking up the phone and calling in and allowing us to take a stab at your question. Keep listening. Look forward to hearing from you in the future. And Denise, with that, you know we're going to go from we're going to go from real estate to sexual harassment, and uh, one of the uh, yeah there, there's a segue for you. Uh, what's going on with the executives over at Fox News? Okay, the current CEO of Fox News is Suzanne Scott, and there's been a lawsuit brought by Lori Lunn. Um, it's a $120 million lawsuit whereby she has accused Suzanne Scott of actually ignoring and uh, different kinds of sexual allegations that have been raised and trying to like hide her head in the sand and not really admit to the things that she knows as the CEO. Um, it arises out of sexual abuse, again, by Roger Ailes. Uh, Roger Ailes is a former uh, head of Fox News, and he pretty much lost his job because all these different women came back with allegations about him. Um, I think Megan. Um, oh, no, I'm not a Gretchen for, Carlson. Was Gretchen the one who Carlson. It, right. That's the one that started it, and it was confirmed by other newswomen, and um, and Roger Ailes lost his job. Um, there, in this allegations in the complaint, they also allege that it. There was a, a hostile work environment in that there was porn, child porn usage by different 
employees, but at a different location. Um, and of course, uh, Scott is saying that um, she wasn't involved in that other location. She doesn't oversee that other location. And in fact, it it happened 2009, and it happened outside of the workplace. And that person has pled guilty and already been uh, prosecuted for that. So this is just kind of an interesting thing because what there there was a show that came out. It was a TV series that's coming out about Roger Ailes, and in that, it's alleged that the show portrays Loon of being a pimp for the now deceased former Fox News CEO. Uh-huh. Right. Alleging that she helped arrange she for helped his to, twists. Yes, somehow. she helped to arrange for this stuff. She was actively involved. She knowingly did all of that. And of course, if that's not true, that's going to be absolute defamation of character. So, um, trying to think about what other things she's alleging. She's she's not just alleging all of it, but the interesting thing is it's actually as against the woman CEO and not against Ailes. And, and, and that's it. We're coming up on our break here, but that's the interesting point here is that uh, up until now we've seen a lot of these things where the perpetrator of the crime was the one held responsible, and now we see a lawsuit being filed against somebody that was not the perpetrator of the actual sexual assault itself, but because of what they knew or didn't know, but actually because of what's alleged they knew, and didn't act on, they can face liability. And that's going to be something that they're going to have to argue over at Fox. We are coming up on our last segment. We'll get that after this break. You're listening to Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station or on radiolawtalk.com. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny because they haven't chosen to take the first step towards the life they've always dreamed of. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Start small or dream big. Work part-time or full-time. You choose the pace. Just visit startlivingyoung.com. That's startlivingyoung.com and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health products company that spent five years on the Inc. 5,000 fastest-growing private companies in America list. With over a billion a year in sales, they'll provide all the tools you need to thrive and succeed. And you'll be blown away by how little it takes to get started. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab at the top of the page. 2019 will be the year your new life begins. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. 
Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. All around the world, the world. This is RadioLawTalk.com. Radio Law Talk. Cal, what is that music that gets played? Dun, 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 oh, dun. that's the Seven Day Fool by Julie Black. Because I, there's just something about that drum beat. You know what it reminds me of? So this is going to take you way back. It reminds me of the Flintstones. Because back in the day when the Flintstones, whenever there was a, uh, all right, uh, Wilma's going to go shopping, they'd go, Ba-dun-dana, and they had that drum beat, was you know, so it just always reminded me of being upbeat. I associate that drum beat with being upbeat. So it's very cheerful. Isn't yes, it, it is. Yeah. It is yeah, very, yeah. very, very cheerful. You but, know what I, I I associate it with? The beat neck area era. Yes. You know that beat neck yeah. kind of bum, era. Bum, bum. Uh, yeah. Another song where that was really popular, a pop song, believe it or not, that hit the top forty was Lawrence Welk, and the song was called Calcutta, and it was just people snapping their fingers like that, da, 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 and people. Mm, bum, bum. And now another uh, selection yeah, yeah, from the a, Lawrence Welk Show. It was really kind of a cool I mean, thing, but that, I like that, that just it, it ingrained it in the brain as an upbeat, happy thing. On you know. lead accordion over here. Bobby Anderson. Yes, yes, here we go. <laughs> and the one, and that reminds me of five o'clock, five o'clock broadcasting on television on Saturday afternoons was uh, you know the Lawrence Welk Show, followed up by Carol Burnett. Oh yeah. And let me tell you something. You talk about sketch comedy and stuff on Saturday night. They don't. Uh, hold a candle no, to no. the Carol Burnett show. If you can find that on YouTube or anything to watch, that is awesome. I saw stuff. Carol Burnett last year. Did you? I did, and she was just as good as ever. Well, she I'll tell you, I had a real privilege when uh, I was doing hosting the Muscular Dystrophy Telethon before they sold the CBS studios in Los Angeles, which they're now tearing down. We had our telethon meetings with Jerry Lewis, Maureen McGovern, all of the all of the you know the big stars that were on this telethon in this studio where they shot the Carol Burnett show. Wow. It was really... Awesome. We just love to just see so much it. history there. Oh my word! You yes. think of can you? If these walls could talk, and it's by the way much smaller than you would imagine. The stage is much smaller than you would imagine, and yet they worked some real magic there. It shows you what good writing can do. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. But you know something that's not going on down in L.A. that is. Uh that is fun for anyone involved, whether the claim has merit or not. It just uh, it's it's a difficult situation for those of you who are basketball fans. And you know we, this show we originate in the Sacramento area, and then we we broadcast nationwide. But our close to local team is the Sacramento Kings, and they recently hired a new coach, Ooh. son of an NBA legend, Hall of Famer. Uh, Bill Walton. Bill Walton, his son Luke Walton, is now the head coach of the Sacramento Kings. And Luke Walton has is young, has had a successful coaching tenure, was an assistant coach for the Golden State Warriors, and back, I believe it was 2016, maybe a little earlier, when uh, their head coach Steve Kerr was out for an extended period of time with complications due to back the surgery. they set the record for wins. That's I mean, right, and huge. he yeah. stepped in and, and coached that team to, uh, he should have won coaching 
of the year. If he had been a, a head coach, he was just an assistant coach at the time. And he was a player in the league before that. He briefly. was. Yeah. I believe he had been drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers and played for the Lakers yeah. and yes. and then got a coaching gig down in L.A. up until the end of this last season where it was a mutual agreement. They parted ways. He was immediately signed as head coach for the Sacramento Kings. But controversy has followed him in the form of an allegation of uh, sexual assault. It is not a criminal case, although the statute of limitations, I don't believe, is run for it to be a criminal case. But it is a civil suit that has been filed by a an individual who was a correspondent for, I believe, a Comcast or for Spectrum Sportsnet LA. And her name is Kelly Tennant. And what she is alleging is that while Walton was still an assistant coach for the Lakers. Tennant had written a book, I think it was about uh, college sports and volleyball, and she wanted, she's friends with Walton. And she was a volleyball player, I yes. believe. Yes, yeah. and she wanted Walton to write the foreword to the book. And somehow they ended up in a hotel room in Santa Monica. Stop me if you've heard this before. I know. I know. We were I... just commenting the number of meetings. Who transacts business in a hotel room. Okay, really? Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Apparently, allegedly, Luke Walton, although, you know, I have some so, questions and, about and, it. But. And these are just allegations, but what she is alleging is that when they got back to the hotel room to discuss issues relating to the book and the writing the foreword, that Walton uh, pinned her to the bed, forcibly kissed her neck and chest and other areas, did other things, and, and she repeatedly told him no, and then... It, Ultimately, he stopped. It didn't go any further than that. It stopped. And then when he left, he just looked back and said, good to see you. And um, and that was it. Now, this was when he was an assistant coach for the Golden State Warriors. So why is this coming out now? And and, and that is the, those are the optics, and that's what she is going to have to overcome. Look, just because – this is important – just because there is um, – no statute of limitations or a long statute of limitations doesn't mean that the person making the complaint is absolved from having to explain why they took so long to make it. Why they, you know, if, if this is true, why a report wasn't made to law enforcement where they could have gathered evidence to prove this happened, that happened. Why, why wait till he gets a head coaching gig? Well, and what's more is it wasn't just waiting till he gets a head coaching gig because she's down in Southern California. He gets the head coaching gig in Southern California for the Lakers for three years. Nothing is raised there. It's not until the head coaching gig in, the, in Los Angeles is done and then he goes and signs with the Kings, which used to be a heated run with LA and now the allegation comes out the Lakers have said the Lakers have said at no time were we ever informed of this while he was a coach for us had we been informed we would have investigated immediately he has been with the Kings for two three weeks now and the Kings and the NBA are investigating it now it's not her lawyer Gloria Allred I don't know. I somehow have that in my mind that that's the case. If, if it wasn't, could be wrong. If, if it wasn't, you know, probably only a matter of time. She seems to get involved in everything down there. I uh, know she's not. The Warriors, the Kings, the Lakers.
Lakers are all doing their own internal the investigations. The league is doing one. Right. They've hired really high-powered attorneys to help in the investigations. And she has filed a lawsuit now. And, of course, um, Luke is Luke is Walton is saying this is just allegations against me. And I, they, I'm going to fight. I'm not going to pay one red penny for this. And, and he's taken the stance that, you know, I'm innocent here. And I, um, I don't deserve to be treated like this. And his lawyer said she was an opportunist. What did he call it? She, 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 she's being opportunistic in in bringing it now when right. he signs it. You know, look. And that she's not truthful. If, if, he the, said that. if the allegation was that he did it while he was the head coach of the Lakers, I would understand a delay being like, look, if I make a claim against the head coach of the Lakers in L.A., I become a pariah in L.A. It's difficult for me to make this claim down here. I still have to work. You know, yeah. yeah. The problem is that she is claiming this happened while he was the head coach of the Warriors, or while he was an assistant coach for the Warriors. And, you know, the... I don't think that she would have been a pariah to make a claim against a rival with the Warriors. Probably would have gone well. (laughs) Exactly. But we are at the opening stages of this issue, and we're going to have to follow this, and we'll let you know what we do. Denise has another follow-up here on on the Real Housewives, uh, an issue there that has developed. We've got about two minutes left, so let's get us in. Because we need quick takes as well. Oh, yes. well, this one I'm going to basically sum it up as Joe Judice, who is Teresa Judice's husband. She is on the New Jersey Housewives mm-hmm. program. He served 41 months for bankruptcy fraud and mail fraud in prison. And after he got out of prison, he was immediately detained by ICE because he is now scheduled for deportation. He was one years old when he came to this country, and he never got citizenship here. Wow. And then he was convicted of this really huge crimes, did his time, now he's with ICE. He, he, um, he was been detained. Um, it is going to be deported, and he sought a stay of the deportation. So it looks like they're going to grant that. Everything would have been fine until yep. the crime, right? Yep. Wow. All right. Quick takes. All right. Here we go. All right. Here's my quick take. In ancient Egypt, cats were revered as gods. But in modern-day United States, they don't even have constitutional rights under the First Amendment. How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> ah, if you are a legal resident of the United States and you want to do a crime, become a citizen. You can avoid deportation. <laughs> Duly noted. Yes. <laughs> Cal, I'm going to turn it over to you to take us out. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on Radio Law Talk. We appreciate your being with us. Of course, Todd, Denise, thank you. Fred, we miss you. We'll talk to you next week right here on Radio Law Talk. And uh, don't forget to tune in. Then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.